You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. We would be honored if you would join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast, ho! And uh, this episode is our five picks of the week episode. And we are now in week... Oh man, I don't even know what week it is. It's 12, 13? Huh. I'm lost. (laughs) Week 13. Thank you. Jeez, I don't even know how I lost my, uh, my little football schedule thing here. And uh, we got some, you know, we're always trying to help our damn Dolphins disciples win some money. So uh, me and Robbie are going to do our five picks of the week. Uh, I guess I will start because Robbie likes to go last because we always save the best for last because Robbie's way, in, way, way more into this than I am. He's better at following the narratives. And I am just, uh, I'm just here. I'm just hosting this show and getting it to flow. So this is Madman Mike and Robbie T., about to give you our five picks of the week. Um, I guess if I could, I okay. Let me try to recap mine off the top of my head. I uh, last week, week twelve, I had the Lions. I think plus ten versus the Bills. They covered in a tight game. I had the Giants versus the Cowboys. I think it was plus ten as well. They covered with a garbage time touchdown at the end. Uh, I had Packers plus seven against the Eagles. Uh, that was pushed. And I had uh, the, the Dolphins. No, I had the Texans covering a either 13 and a half or 14 and a half point spread versus the Dolphins. Uh, I lost that one. And there was one more that. No, was it that? It was the, it was the Lions, the Giants, the Packers. The Texans, and there was one more. Oh, the Bengals versus the Titans. Yes, I took the Bengals minus one, and uh, the Bengals beat the Titans. So uh, I was three, I was three, one, and one for that week. So uh, winning you guys money for that one. Um. So uh, again, uh, if you were listening to our last uh, episodes, I'm, I'm doing a lot of my spreads off of uh, the the betting app wager room so um this week what the heck you know what i don't know you know sometimes i'm using my phone and i don't know where my my bets go um all right so to start off uh week 13 betting uh i actually was going to take the bills three and a half versus the patriots but since they're playing tonight uh uh i guess i'm not eligible to take that bet because it's, I guess it's a little bit too late, uh, but they are beating the Patriots seventeen to seven in Thursday night football. So I guess you know, I don't know. I I wasn't able to put that bet in, and I wasn't going to say that for you guys because it's too late for that. Um, but just for the record, I'm I know what to do, or at least it seems like it. The game's not over; it's only halftime. All right, so uh, my first uh, pick of the week would be the Steelers over the Falcons. Uh, it is a even spread, I guess if that's the term. I don't know, Robbie. Is that the term, even spread? Yeah, okay. So it's an even spread pick them. Uh, Steelers over Falcons in Atlanta. 
The Steelers are winners of two of the last three. The Falcons are losers of three of the, three of the last four. The Steelers uh, got the run game going against the Colts last week. Kenny Pickett is warming up and can use his legs. The Falcons' D is lousy versus the pass and against the running QBs. Uh, the Steelers have the event, the advantage with the wide receivers and a playmaking QB. Uh, I don't think Kenny Pickett is perfect, but it seems to be that he is warming up and making some throws, and he is more of a he is more of a quarterback that's gonna, you know, uh, you know, throw it up for his receivers more than Mariota is gonna do. Uh, Falcons don't really have anything in Mariota when forced to pass and when the game is on the line. Uh, the Falcons also gave up a lot. The Falcons also have a tendency to give up a lot of sacks, and the Steelers have T.J. Watt along with a strong defensive front with uh, Cam Hayward, uh, who's also there too. Uh, T.J. Watt is just a wrecking machine. He can make special things happen. So I am taking the Steelers over the Falcons, even point spread. Uh, Lions over the Jags. Again, this bet was even when I put it in there. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Going back to the Steelers over the Falcons, a lot of the experts on NFL Network also uh, favored the Steelers heavily over the Falcons in that game, too. All right, moving on. Lions over the Jags. Uh, Even pick them spread. Uh, This game is in Detroit. The Lions fans uh, were very disappointed on Thanksgiving, but I think they were there. They were loud. They were cheerful. You could tell that they love their team, and they love that how even though their team – still is losing some games that they're at least competitive in every single one. And I think the fans are just at least happy to have that. And they're going to be in that game. Uh, They're going to be going to that game, I think. And uh, the Jags had a great showing versus the Ravens last week. Trevor Lawrence looked like he showed a, well, he he looked like he was growing. He showed a glimpse of that uh, number one overall pick. Uh, but the Lions, but the Lions' defense held Bills Josh Allen to an 80.8 rating and an interception last week. Can Trevor Lawrence uh, maintain that course of trajectory like he did last week with that amazing fourth quarter comeback? Who knows? Um, the Lions quarterback Jared Goff had a he did have a good game versus the Bills. And the pressure was on him. He got hit 10 times, but he still maintained his composure. He found the open guys. He actually didn't even have the perfect game because he missed a handful of wide open receivers that had a step to probably close out that game. Lions also made some other crucial mistakes. They missed a field goal. They also had some clock management issues towards the end of the game. Uh, They could have put the Bills away, but they made their own mistakes. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen this time. I still think that the Lions offense has been clicking the last couple weeks. It clicked again against the Bills like I thought it would. Uh, Jared Goff has not been a total disaster. And uh, and wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown had 10 targets last week, 9 receptions, 122 yards in Week 12. The Lions, uh, the Lions... I think have a decent pass pass defense, but they do give up a high rating to receivers. So that's that that's good for the Lions as well. Uh, the Lions also they also allowed a decent yards per carry to opposing RBs, but the Lions also have a dual threat backfield. I'm not sure if Swift is still there, but I know Jamal Williams has been running hard too, 
and uh, they that kind of probably evens out a little bit. I do like the Lions at home. I think uh, I think they've been competitive, and I think they're going to close out this one. Um, the Jags, the Jags are good, but they they just seem sometimes a little bit too pedestrian, and I just think the Lions could uh, close just put enough points to clo- close them out. Um, I also like the uh, Titans to cover. Oh, also, a lot of the NFL Network people had lines uh, over the Jags too, so it, it was it was pretty heavily in favor of the Lions. All right, so uh, continuing, uh, I'm also picking the Lions to cover versus the Eagles. The Lions have been—I mean, I'm sorry—the Titans have been known to uh, cover a lot of their games uh, very, very well. They've been playing a lot of their games really tightly. It's been one of their formulas this year. They can't really air out the football like they used to because they don't really have a lot of wide receiver threats. So they just ground and pound. They dominate. They maintain the time of possession. And they keep games close enough to hopefully just uh, over, you know, just just hopefully they could snag it at the end there. Um, they have been really good at covering games. Uh, their next game is versus the Eagles. I'm taking the Titans uh, plus four and a half. Um, they have, uh, even in their losses, I think... They've been pretty good at covering. Okay, so all their wins have come by like probably like a little bit more than a t- like a little bit less than a touchdown. Uh, since week three, it's been 24 to 22. Uh, week four, 24 17. Week five, 21 17. Uh, week seven, 19 to 10. Week eight, 17 to 10. Uh, their losses have been, I think, less than a touchdown. And also their wins have been a little bit less than a touchdown. Uh, their last loss was against uh, Kansas City. That was by three points. Uh, their last loss was uh, last week, and that was by four points. Um, I think they could play the Eagles tough. The The Titans' defense is really good against the run. They're a physical team. They're going to ground and pound, too. Uh, the last couple teams that kind of grounded and pounded have almost gotten the Eagles, the Colts almost got the Eagles, the Washington Redskins, I mean, yeah, the Washington Commanders, sorry, gotta bleep out uh, that silly R word that I just said, uh, they they got the Eagles, uh, Green Bay, uh, it was kind of a close game for a little bit, but the, the Philadelphia Eagles ran all over them, because why? Because the Packers don't have a good run defense, the Titans do, they're more physical, uh, I think Mike Vrabel is uh, probably a little bit more creative as a coach, even though his team just, like, there's nothing really special about his team, but Mike Vrabel just has him motivated. He'll always come up with some sort of, like, tr- like some somewhat of some trickery or maybe some creative uh, passes uh, with some picks or or just a creative uh, route running scheme uh, with some crisscrossing or maybe some red zone plays. Uh yeah, I like the Titans to cover versus the Eagles plus four point five, and the Eagles—they just—they've been getting by, but I don't think they've been looking as dominated as dominant as they were in the beginning of the season. I think they just play heavy defense. I think they run—they run the ball well, and Jalen Hurts just kind of makes plays when he has to. Uh, granted, some of those throws that he does make do look great, but at like I just—I just want to—I just want to see him when he has to air it out because the run game isn't working. And I'm not too convinced that he could put the team on his back yet. I know everybody loves him, and I maybe I'm biased, or maybe I just truly just don't see it. 
but uh, he, he's been playing well, but I just want to see it in a game where he has to put the whole team on his back and air it out when, when the run game isn't working. And he wasn't able to do that against the Commanders. And uh, he, like I said, he almost lost against the Colts if they didn't allow him to just run up the gut uh, in the red zone for a touchdown. Um, so I like the Titans to cover again for uh, plus four and a half. I also like the Chiefs to cover against the Bengals. Uh, the spread there is minus two. I think it is in Cincinnati, but the Chiefs the Chiefs are just playing too good right now. Their defense is coming along. I do like the Bengals too. I like Joe Burrow. I like his weapons. I, I do think they have somewhat of a decent defense too, but I, I just trust Patrick Mahomes more. I just think Patrick Mahomes in that offense with Travis Kelsey, with the way Andy Reid has these wide receivers going i just i just trust patrick mahomes eyes his iq his processing i i just trust him with the ball in his hands and with in a in a game with a close spread i just i just like this game could be won by a field goal you know and i i just trust him to just get over the hump in cincinnati i think he gets a little bit of revenge from uh i think the last time we played them in the playoffs uh, so I like the Chiefs to cover versus the Bengals minus two. Lastly, Dolphins fans are not going to like me for this, but I like the 49ers to cover versus the, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, spread here is minus four. Uh, the 49ers are favored. Uh, but again, the, the Dolphins have a dire situation at, at, with their offensive tackles. And, you know, and, and that could get ugly. That could get ugly for, for Tua Tungabailoa. I mean, he hasn't been, like, prior to uh, last week, it didn't seem like he got touched much touched much in the backfield. And uh, he hasn't been under pressure. He's had a wall. He's had the protection. He's had everything that he needs to succeed as a po- pocket passer. Uh, that's why they compared him to Drew Brees, because Drew Brees could pick you apart when he's got the wall in front of him. Uh, but Tua on the edges against that San Francisco pass rush with Nick Bosa coming at you, uh, that that wall may not be there for you, and you're going to have to get the ball out of your hands quick. You're, you might have to scramble around and extend plays, and I don't think that's part of Tua's strength. Uh, maybe Mike McDaniel could scheme around that. Maybe he could call some quicker stuff. Maybe they can ground and pound more. But at the same time, I don't think we have been running the ball better, but that – but running the ball better has been coming off the passing game and what we could do airing it out. So uh, I just I just think it's going to be an ugly game for the Dolphins. I think that defense is really going to, I don't know, just do some really, really bad things to that offense. And I think uh, the 49ers are just going to kind of out-physical the Dolphins in this game on, on both sides, I think. Uh, so unfortunately... Uh, you know, I'm picking the Dolphins to lose, and I'm picking the 49ers to cover. And that's my five picks of the week. Again, it is the uh, Steelers over the Falcons, the Lions over the Jags, the Titans over the Eagles, the Chiefs to cover over the Bengals, and the 49ers to cover over the Finns. Uh, yeah, I like my picks. I feel confident in them. Feeling good right now. Yes, I will repeat them. Yes, I will repeat them again with the spreads. Uh, it is the Steelers. Steelers covering Falcons. It's a pick'em spread. Uh, Lions pick'em spread versus the Jags. 
Uh, Titans uh, plus 4.5 versus the Eagles. Chiefs minus 2 versus the Bengals. And the 49ers minus 4 versus the Finns. Those are my five. Madman Mike's five picks of the week. Put the hammer All right. All right. All right, Mike. Now for the Oracle. I told you. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. I like it. I told you, dude. I've always wanted to do this, actually. Like, this has always been, like, a dream to do this, you know. Other like a big spread and all that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically those are Mike's picks, and now it's time for my picks. So another week, week twelve passed. We're on week thirteen now, but week twelve was another, you guessed it, winning week. We went three one and one. Um, that push was by the Packers. Instead of getting a touchdown, they went up with a field goal to get to the Packers to only lose by seven, giving us the push. Uh, so for our wins, includes the Giants plus 10. Dude, you talk about a backdoor cover. Oh, my God. I was, like, praying because I actually actually had money on that game, too. I actually did pick the Giants to cover against the Cowboys. Like I said, division rival games with huge with huge spreads, especially if they get the Cowboys, which teams are more motivated to beat. You always got to take those. Um, Jacksonville plus four, that covered. Wow. When Doug Peterson went for that two, I was like, thank you, Lord. Because if they didn't convert it, Baltimore would have just kneeled and just win the game. And if they did convert it, which they did, Baltimore would have had to, had to do a lot of luck. And any, and then they would and let's say they moved the ball enough to get the field goal and get the field goal with Justin Tucker. Let's say hypothetically that did happen, I still would have won. So it was a win-win. So thank you, Doug Peterson. You probably helped out a lot of betters in that game. Um, Bengals minus three. They won by four. So that was um, a little bit on the closer side. Definitely a very close competitive game. Uh, I believe the Titans did miss the field goal. Did miss a field goal at some point in that game. So, you know, that, if that field goal wouldn't miss, it would have been a different story probably. Um, but we had to have one loser. That's it. That's it. I'm done with Jack. I'm done with the Broncos, bro. I'm done with them. I, I hate the Broncos. This team. I have this team as a Super Bowl contender. This has been such an all-time disaster. I'm still a Russell Wilson guy. I still don't think it's all his fault, but he has not played good at all. He looks like he's washed. I hope that changes next year. Maybe a, a new coach, a new philosophy will change that. Because Nathaniel Hackett is done. He's done. That guy sucks. Simple as that. He's complete garbage. Garbodor. Garbage. All right? But another winning re record, I don't have the full math right now. I have got to tally everything all together. I'll do that in the next episode. But uh, it's it's been a really great year. I'm definitely at least over 55%. Probably, probably should be at 60% by now, but I don't know that. I don't have the full math on that. But, you know, it's it's been a really great ride. I'm glad it's our, my picks are doing well, and I'm glad, Mike, you're getting involved with this. I, I knew you were going to have fun with this. But alas, now it's my turn for my five picks of the week. And let's begin. First things first. Minnesota Vikings minus three at home versus the New York Jets. Like it? 
I love it. First things first. Minis first things first. This was a 1 p.m. game. A 1 p.m. random game during on Sunday. And Kirk Cousins, look, you can say all you want Kirk Cousins on primetime, Monday nights. We all know he ain't all that. But those 1 p.m. window games, hmm, money, 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 and I'm only giving three points. Would have loved it at two and a half. Two and a half would have been a better number. Uh, this could be go. This could go up to three and a half, depending on what the number, what the money's coming in at some point during the remainder of the week. But I, I like this. Um, Minnesota had a nice long week, a break with the since they played on Thanksgiving. They did have a nice. They had the benefit of that long week. The Jets. Um, the Jets, on the other hand, like all New York teams, when they win, they get completely overvalued, and. This, the, the Mike White. It's a Mike White is a nice story. He is probably better than Zach Wilson. But Mike White was literally the third stringer, and they beat they beat up a Chicago Bears team that didn't play Justin Fields. And that team, that roster is so bad now. I'm not surprised that the Jets team got lost the way they lost to New England, and they hate Zach Wilson. They were so motivated and energized and all that but they still beat up a really bad team minnesota is not a bad team minnesota is a good team minnesota has two losses on their on their record and and they're at minnesota it's a 1 p.m game i'm only giving three points that's all so th this is a weird spread to begin with I, I don't i don't think the jets are that great i think it's been a nice story i think the jets more of anything i've overachieved considering they won a lot of games with Zach Wilson under center for most of those games. But Vikings are a way better team. They'll they'll win this game by a touchdown at least. Three points. That, that's that's to me an, an interesting number. I would if you can get it for two and a half, jump on it. I'm gonna still take it. I think the I think Vikings will outright win this game no problem. Uh, by seven points. Next Um I will take I'm with you on you, Mike. Uh, Tennessee plus four and a half. I think yours is four and a half as well. But yeah, no, I love the Titans um, in this spot. I think the spread started at six when it started, and it dropped down to four and a half. That means a lot of pros are all in on Tennessee right now. Um, Philadelphia is having issues stopping the run. And you, Derrick Henry, they're going to feed Derrick Henry in that game. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, Philadelphia has had some injuries they're dealing with. I think they're, I th and I think they haven't been all that impressive. They had a, they got punched in the mouth by the Commanders a few weeks back. They're turnovering the ball a lot more. They lost by one. They almost lost to Jeff Saturday's um, Colts. Like if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts running down the middle, they they would have probably lost that game. Uh, I, I think they're getting a lot of key injuries. Uh, I think their tight end is out still. I think AJ Brown is a little banged up. I mean, uh, Jordan, I think his name is Jordan. I think a defensive tackle, he's out. They had to bring in the Dominic and Sue from the streets. Um, this is a Philadelphia team that's dealing with some injuries right now, and I think this is just a bad spot. Yeah, they had an impressive win against the Packers. Part of that was just because. Sunday night against the Packers, there was some motivation involved in there, even though the Packers stink right now. But I, I, I like this Titans team. This time I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's, like I said, I've always said as an underdog, T Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel, 
as an underdog, it's not bad at all. Plus, good number, four and a half. Philadelphia may, if Philadelphia is the better team, and they'll probably win this game by a field goal, but again, just four and a half points, it's just too much points. I get it. I, I think I get the better coach. I get a way better running running game. This is going to be ball control, kill the clock. We're going to keep the ball away from Jelly Hurts' hands. Feed it to Derrick Henry. Ryan the Hill doesn't commit mistakes. This will they'll get their heat back after losing to the to the to the Bengals. Uh, I I like the spot. I think this is a good spot. Don't be surprised Tennessee upsets Philadelphia, and don't be surprised that Philadelphia wins by a field goal. But four and a half points, too many points. I love the hook. Got to take the Titans. This was again. This was six at one point. This was a six early on. This went down to four and a half. That means the pros know that's the spot. Next, um, the New York Giants plus two and a half against the Washington Commanders. Um, this is a very weird spread. The Giants, I think, have more wins than the Commanders. Yet they're the underdog at home. Against the Commanders team that, quite frankly, uh, look, I like Taylor Heineke. Nice story, gamer. Clearly, the locker room loves him, but he's—he's he not like he's been that impressive. He's not putting up great numbers. They're just winning. He's just helping them win. And how many times I told you, underdog division rival games, just take the points. I, I don't know who's really the better team. They're both to me, both frauds in my opinion. But. I get a Giants team that's had a long break. They had a you know a tough loss against the Cowboys. They're gonna take it out on a, a division rival. The, the Giants know they gotta keep winning to keep their playoff hopes alive, which I do think they will probably make the playoffs because I do think their schedule gets a little easier. I don't think the Commanders are that great of a team, and it's I, so I get I get a team that's got what like three losses on the season so far. Um, they're they're really good at running the ball. I think Washington struggles with the run defense, so I got a team that will feed Saquon Barkley the ball, and they'll probably design running plays for Daniel Jones. I I have a lot of respect for Brian Dable as a head coach. So far, it's, so far it's working really well, considering what he's got going with. Um, good enough defense, underrated. I I, I like the num. I, I I just think that the Giants. Getting points at home when I don't even think they're the inferior team, in my opinion. And I, I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I think Washington. I think we're. I think the public and even the pros are probably overvaluing the Commanders right now. But I, but I like the Giants at the spot. I like the number. I'm gonna go with the Giants with the upset. And I don't even know if this is even an upset. I, I, I think the Giants are probably the better team anyway. But I'll still take New York. Uh, plus two and a half. Uh, next. So we're going to have a disagreement here, Mike. I'm going with the Miami Palafins. Or Dolphins, if you want to use the traditional name. Uh, Dolphins plus four. Um, this line just tells me Vegas is not super sold on the Dolphins. And I think they're super overvaluing the 49ers I, I think I think everybody's in love with the 49ers right now a little too much if you ask me I I, I I don't I don't think they were that impressive against the Saints a really bad Saints team last week even though they blanked them but they only scored 13 points uh, so 
this is a very interesting game because remember it's Mike McDaniel coming back home he knows that roster he knows that defense I think he will have a game I, I actually think that he was planning for this game a lot more than he was for that Houston game again I, I think that Houston game was a little bit of a trap game I think he just wanted to ring up the score real quick and then just mail it in so you can worry about San Francisco this is gonna be a definitely a tough test in general um, all right let's not go detail with that because you know we have the other episode to get more details than that but in terms of just the bet four points four points for a Miami team that's been averaging 30 points a game in the last few weeks um, they have the two most fastest wide receivers in the league the running game is getting a little bit better now with Jeff Wilson Mohim Mohim Mostert is back will be back to play most likely so you have two running backs that know how to that play against that defense they practice it all the time okay we got a lot of minds in this team that knows the, the Shanahan offense they will scheme something they'll figure something out um, this is definitely I think this game will be a lot closer than people think the only thing I am worried about are the tackles or the situation but I but I do believe that and don't forget the 49ers Eliza Elijah Mitchell is out he did get out so that's a pretty big bang on their running back core so it looks like CMC it will be doing a lot of the handle um, the, the workload I think Miami will scheme something I think this game will be decided by a field goal by either team I'm hoping Miami gets the upset. Maybe San Francisco does win with a field goal. But again, four points for a team that, I don't know, I think that's just a little too many points to give, honestly. I, I've got to take it. If this was a, if this was like San Francisco three or two and a half, then yeah, I'd probably go San Francisco. But four points, too big of a number. I like Miami. I'm, 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 I think this is a different Miami team. I don't think... I don't think this is like those Tannehill, Joe Philbin, Adam Gase era stuff where they always lay an egg at the worst time. This is a different era. This is a different team. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing with a lot of house money. They know they got to win to keep their that division lead alive. They know that the Jets and the Patriots are coming up. They know Buffalo is still right on their butts. Uh, Miami, I'm maybe I'm going to go with an upset Miami. But again, four points, too much. Sorry, Mike. Going to have to disagree with that. I just like that number too much. And finally, speaking of numbers, I know this is a little silly pick, but I'm going to go for it. Indianapolis Colts plus 10.5 against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, let me explain. In, in Jeff Saturday's defense, the three games he's been the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, they beat the Raiders they almost beat the best team record wise in the league at the Philadelphia Eagles by a point and they did had a close competitive game against the Pittsburgh Steelers that by the way they did have a chance to come back and win that game it wasn't like they were blown out there was some pretty bad managed clock management by Jeff Saturday towards the end but they were there throughout most of the game. It was a very even game for the most part. I'm not saying Jeff Saturday is a good coach. I don't believe that at all. But I do think the team is playing with a little more confidence. 
Matt Ryan is the starter. So that just tells you they are invested in winning. They're not tank. If they really weren't caring about winning, then Matt Ryan would not be starting. It would still be Ellinger or whoever the else they have, which I think is Nick Foles. And again, ten and a half. Of, it's this is a prime time, the Sunday night game, prime time game. Everybody's watching. The uh, Indianapolis, even though on the short league, they just had a prime time game. But again, it's against the Cowboys. Ten and a half points. That's just too many points. The the Colts still has a pretty good defense. They have Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is kind of getting back into shape again. He's running the ball really well again. So they'll do a lot of clock management, a lot of ground and pound, keep the game close. I think they'll try to scheme away out of Michael Parsons sacking Matt Ryan. And again, it's against the Cowboys. I do. This is kind of my personal belief gambling wise. I do believe because the Cowboys is that team that gets so this is my theory I'll try to explain this quickly I believe it's the Cowboys is a very hard team to properly evaluate because I think they're such a media centric team they're constantly talked about every day you can't really get a grasp whether are they really this good or the media just loves talking about them way too much whether they're good or not and I also believe that these primetime Dallas Cowboy games that get so much attention by every media show, these opposing teams, they just want to beat this team. They want to punch the Cowboys in the face. They want to get some attention. They want to get some things. Um, they, they are going to play hard in this game. I think this will be a closer game than people think. This is 10 and a half points. So even if the Cowboys win by 10, I still cover. And again, all these games Jeff Saturday has coached so far have gone down to the wire. So it's not, to me, it's just a lot of points. And again, I think they're going to give it out their best. I think they know that they have to at least push any chance left of trying to win enough. Just for some sort of wild card hope. I think they're done personally. But I think they're going to play hard. I think Gallows will win by a touchdown. But I think the game will be a little bit closer than people think. I think people are going to be sleeping on this team. I think Cowboys are going to sleep on this team. Because I think they're full of themselves too right now. Um, so I'll take the Colts plus 10 and a half. I just, the number is just too big. It's just too big. For a team that ever since Jeff Saturday has taken over. they have. It's not like they've been a disaster. When Jeff Saturday has been in charge. So, so that's a reminder as my teams again. And by the way, just a reminder, all bets, all my bets are based on Bovada. As of the recording this episode, uh, as a reminder, Minnesota Vikings minus three at home against the Jets. Tennessee Titans plus four and a half at Philadelphia. New York Giants plus two and a half at home against the Washington. Dolphins plus four at San Francisco. And finally, the Indianapolis Colts plus ten and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. And those are my five picks of the week. I love love the energy. I love it. I I love this. This is one of the, this is probably like, we we have more fun during this episode than sometimes just recapping the Dolphins games and talking some Dolphins. 
which exactly. is really funny because exactly. deep down we are Dolphins fans. You think we'd be more excited for that? But uh, yeah, man, just just showing our, our knowledge around the NFL and just following narratives and seeing how teams are trending. I really like it a lot. Uh, ten and a half. Yeah, I didn't want to touch that game, that last game that you uh, that you mentioned, the Cowboys versus the Colts, because I'm like, man, the Colts can't keep it close. But at the same time, at the same time, uh, the Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense could just give Matt Ryan a very hard time too. Again, so I don't, I don't, I didn't want yep. to touch it. Normally, I, know, I, I see double-digit points and I, and I, and I pounce on it, but. I agree, and I, I don't deny that. I do think Michael Parsons scares me to death. But like I said, I think they're going to feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going to keep it as a ground-and-pound kind of game. I think they kind of have to win it like that. I don't think the Cowboys have a particularly great run defense. I think they're really good at rushing the passion. But I don't. I, I need to see the numbers again, but I think from what I've been told, their run defense is kind of like whatever at best. And, you know, hmm. I think the Jonathan Taylor is getting healthy, and Again, this this Colts team, again, they have not – it has not been – the Jeff Saturday experiment has not been a disaster like people expect it to be. No, it has not. I think I think he has fixed certain things. I think I think the offensive line is playing better. I think they're, they're trying to go back a little bit more towards their bread and butter and trying to – uh, you know, use time of possession, play heavy defense. I think they're playing more to their strengths than they were trying to do uh, under Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich was just trying to go out of their element a little bit. I've, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think, I think, I think Frank Jeff's Reich, like stabling I think the, it a little I bit. Think, yeah, I think Frank Reich just it. I just I, he might have. I don't know the Matt Ryan benching. I still don't know what's up with that because they they were like he's not gonna play at all for the remainder of the season, and then all, all of a sudden, Jeff Sarri is like, no, he's playing. It's it's weird. Like I don't know what to hmm. I don't know what to explain. Honestly, it, it's just a, it's a very weird I don't know. situation. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where like he's part of the media, and you know how like people are like outsiders. You know, how sometimes the fan on the couch knows what to do more than the coach on the field. I think it's just one of those things. I think he's seen so many things from an outside perspective that he's just like, nah, none of this stuff makes sense. So let's start getting back to what works for us and having like, you know, a, a, a you know, an, a, a former, a former MVP candidate, uh, and a you know, and a Super Bowl appearance quarterback like under the helm with his smarts, and let's just have him lead the ship like he should. Uh, not that I'm a total believer in Matt Ryan, but I mean, sometimes a veteran experience goes a long way. All right, so uh, let's end the show. Uh, um, so anyway, so this is Madman Mike and uh, and Robbie T uh, closing out uh, another damn Dolphins episode. So uh, we'll be back next week to recap this episode and our picks a little bit and uh, give you an update on. Uh, whether or not we want you guys some money. So have a good night. Sounds like a plan. Night. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.